0: Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends to talk about things and the world through a Spiritist lens in an informal and unscripted way. This is episode 18, How Can Spiritism Help Us? It is the second of two shows filmed with a live audience at the 13th U.S. Spiritist Symposium in New Jersey on May 4th, 2019. Again, on this one, you will miss our friends Susanna Simões and Flavio Zanetti, and that is because they were speaking earlier at the event. Instead, we will be joined by some new friends and some old ones. From Massachusetts, we'll have Naur Fonseca. From Texas, we have Eduardo Haddad, and we have also our friend Josara Corngold from New York. We hope you like it. And if you're listening to us in audio, know that this time around, you can also head out to our YouTube channel and experience Spiritist Conversation in a full video format. So pull up a chair and join the conversation. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing? Excellent. It's a wonderful day. It's the end of the day. Um, I know that we're all tired. And let's be frank, we are coming on stage after the kids. <laughs> so you know it's only gonna go down from there, right? <laughs> but we're super excited to be here at our last session uh, with uh, another Spiritist Conversation. This one is entitled, How Can Spiritism Help Us? And uh, so we're really excited to dive into the possibility of bringing all the different sessions together and asking the very important question of, how can all the things that we talked about in spiritism in general really help you because at the end of the day is about helping you right and like i said before i'm really fortunate because i don't get to answer that question necessarily i get to ask the smart folks in the room to do it for me which is wonderful because you always learn when you do that and so to begin i want to call to the stage our first guest mr edward haddad he has been an active participant and the Spiritist Movement in California, Florida, and Texas for the past 18 years. He's one of the founders and currently a board member of the Sunrise Spirit Society of Texas in Houston, and is also currently the treasurer and member of the board of directors of the US Spiritist Federation. As a worker in the Spiritist Movement, he has focused on helping structure programs to disseminate Spiritism in English, and has worked as a speaker, as a speaker and a lecturer Eduardo, everyone. Next, we have our friend, Naul Fonseca, who has been an active contributor in the Allan Kardec Spirit Society of Massachusetts since 2002, when he moved to the United States. In 2003, Mr. Fonseca, along with a dozen Spiritist Centers of the Northeast region of the US, they organized the first meeting of Spiritist educators for youth. The next year, they organized the first family Spiritist retreat which is on its 16th edition in 2019. He has also collaborated with the Spiritist Magazine, Kardec Radio, and many other regional events, Naur. And we also have our very own Josada Korngo, who's the founder and president of the Spirit Alliance for Books. and one of the founders and president of the Spiritist Group of New York, located in Manhattan. She's also a publisher, uh, published author, and has been translating spiritist materials and books since 1993. I was not even born yet, as you know. Um, But apparently she has made a pact with the devil, so she does not get old. And she's also currently the President of the United States Spiritist Federation, which is hosting this event, so we're very grateful for that. She's the Executive Director of the Tri-State Spiritist Federation and the Executive Director of the International Spiritist Federation. Friends, Josada. And again, in case you really tuned me out, which is what my wife does most times, um, you have a cheat sheet here with their pictures over there, and we hope that you like them. Uh, enough to go and talk to them afterwards and ask them questions. But you may have also noticed there is an extra chair. Who could be our mystery guest? Well, because we like to make liars out of people, somebody at the event today said, you know, let me just pick up the mic really quick because it's going to be the last time I'm going to address this audience. <laughs> so please welcome my good friend, Julia Carvalho. I think everybody knows Julio. He's uh, worked in the Spiritist Movement for quite a while. I enjoy listening to him always. Um, and I'm really excited about um, you know, having him join last minute. He agreed. And we are truly excited to, to add to that perspective here. And I think you all guys here in New Jersey know him. So we don't need to go much into his bio. But we're, we're truly, t- thank you so much for being here, Julio. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you know the, 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 the deal. Spiritist Conversations is really an opportunity for us to have a conversation. I know. We were very creative with that title, right? Um, and, you know, it's a show where we sit down with friends and we talked about things with a spiritist lens in an unscripted, unplugged way. Uh, it's really about bringing things together. It's really about having a forum to talk to each other. And we hope to do that. And today's question is really impactful and powerful. How can spiritism help us? Let's break this down really quick, All right? And sorry, you got my radio voice today. You might notice that I'm a little bit more baritone today than usual. Um, let's break this down. We spent a wonderful day this morning here at the symposium. Uh, we started with some great context setting We had conversations about why should we change? Do we continue to learn about different techniques and things? And now we are rounding up to ask the question, how can spiritism help us? How can all this come together? What can we do beyond these walls, right? So as I said, one of the great things I I like about the show is that I drop the bomb and I run away. So how can spiritism help us, people?
1: All right. I'm the youngest. Despite you trying to say otherwise. <laughs> uh, well, Did you just
0: call me old? No, All I said right. I'm the youngest.
1: I <laughs> oh, Nobody listens to me. <laughs> so I, I will start the game by saying that uh, the Spiritist Center, being the uh, center, the, the cell, like the, the nucleus of the Spiritist movement, right, is where we get help. So, and I think of the Spiritist Center as both like a a hospital where you go for your weekly checkup. (laughs) A school where you go really to learn about who you are as a spirit in this world incarnated, right, and all the laws that we are uh, subjected to, whether you know it or not. And um, also a workshop. So that's the place where I develop my speaking abilities to. Uh, educating children, uh, educating adults, uh, not being shy, I think. (laughs) That's one of the things that I got from being a spiritist and being involved in the work of a spiritual center. There's much more, but I'll let my colleagues uh, pick it up.
0: Are we live? (laughs) We're live. Oh, I forgot to say, I am so sorry. The most important part of the intro, and I blew it, there is a tradition that we always do when Eduardo is on the show, It's perhaps the most important setting that we can do. Um, Eduardo, please. We are live. We're live. (laughs) Hi, mom. (laughs)
2: She's watching, actually. (laughs) Anybody want to say hi to their moms? Hi, mom. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um, If I may, first of all, just before I get started on adding to my friends, uh, my colleagues here, uh, great insight is, just so happy to be here. So, uh, it's so amazing to be here every year. It is such a great event. It gets better every year. And before we forget, I want to thank this guy here, because this guy does a lot for this movement. So thank you for being here and for being our thank host here. Thank you. Thank you. And um, it's called karma, my friend. That's right. You have to put up with me. That's right. And you'll be better for it. I um, I, I want to try, you know. Like a good friend of mine used to say, uh, I wasn't perfect, but now that I am humble, (laughs) I'm perfect. And good thing we had the kids here, because I was uh, getting nervous of uh, being the last one. Uh, I was talking to Edward Christian, we had a joke, we said we had to change the name of the event at this time to waking of the soul, (laughs) of the self. But no, but on a serious note now. I was thinking, so preparing a little bit for this talk, right, for for this conversation, uh, how can spirit Spiritism help us? And I was thinking, and, and as a Spiritist, I'm sure those of you who have been Spiritists for a while, you start building a list because, you know, we've been Spiritists for a while, we see the benefit, and you start building a long list of, of things that we think Spiritists Helps us and it's like it becomes at some point overwhelming because it's this urge to tell everybody else that Hey, I know this thing and I want everybody else to 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 know about about it, it." but then actually at one point I stopped and I said how can it not? Help us how can spiritism not help us. It's such a liberating um, doctrine and um, I need to talk to tell a little event that happened to me so when I I Because I want to tell from the lenses of non-spiritists, but that's an interesting insight. So when I uh, used to live in Florida a few years ago, I got invited to a talk show, no kidding, uh, from a local TV station in Pompano Beach. Anyone from Pompano Beach here? No? Uh, We have great uh, uh, centers uh, in that area, and uh, one of the large churches, whose name I'm not going to uh, review here. They've invited for something like this. A little talk and uh, there were you know, I was the Spiritist, there was a Adventist and a evangelical person. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. Well right. it's not a joke. And Adventist it's, and it's, walk into a show. It is not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. So they invited us and we had and we had the uh, we had the, the talk and then the production thought it was so interesting they invited me over again. So the second time while I was waiting on the lobby, I pick up this book from this church and the name of the book was Spiritism, The Art of the Devil. I'm not kidding, I have a copy, if you want. And I was reading it. Not a bestseller. <laughs> and I was reading it because it was interesting. I wanted to understand. So first, first misperception, as we know, is you know they mixed all, well, they did their homework. They separated into everything that is called spiritism, right, all the uh, Africanisms, etc. And then there was the spiritism from Kardec. And they started enumerating what they understood it to be. And it is what we understand it to be. It teaches us that we don't die, that we never lose a loved one, that no matter how big our mistakes are, that we can always start over again, and so on and so forth, and he said, and, and, and it leads to men's betterment, or so they believe, right? There was the, the end. So even, even a, a different belief uh, really could not find any big flaws in how we, how we you know, think. And in closing, um, the pastor that was the facilitator of the first talk saw me and said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, your uh, production invited me over. And he said, well, let me check. And they came back and said, oh, it's canceled. You can go home now. They didn't want it because uh, it's a true story. Apparently uh, people called and they were very interested in spiritism and they just had no interest in continuing with uh, propagating. And on a serious note, that's one of the difficulties for us, right? Is, is how to, you know, put it out there because there's still a lot of resistance.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think, I think this is a good time because I picked a little bit of that an hour or too. It's a good thing to also differentiate Spiritism, differentiate Spiritism, and by that I mean, and religion in general, right? Because oftentimes we think about religion, in my opinion, when we really think about organized religion, there's a difference. There's a difference between Spiritism and Spiritist movement, right? Much the same way that there is a difference between, uh, you know, whatever religion and how they put that into practice. So it's good for us to know. Right. So when we go to our spiritist centers, that is one interpretation of the idea that is spiritism. Right. And sometimes it can be a little different than another group. And so for us not to be dissuaded, uh, you know, and think that the people that we run into are spiritism or any other doctrine for the matter. Right. It's important for us to get to know the topic ahead. To truly understand that, and I think hopefully, hopefully, what Spiritism does for us is helps us transcend that and understand that, you know, you don't have to go to a Spiritist center to be a Spiritist. You could you could do your reading and do it on your own, but it is nice if you do because then you get to interact with people and you get to learn, right? Interaction is is, is a big deal, right? But that's a very interesting story. It happened and to me. It happens. It happens. Um, it turns out that Spiritism does that to you sometimes. It changes your perspectives, right? Um, How about you guys? Any any opening thoughts?
3: Um, Well, since we are talking about how spiritism can change us, and um, examples speak louder than Mm -hmm. words, allow me to share a little bit of my experience. Um, Literally, I would not be here talking to you today if it were not spiritism. I had a, I didn't have a very peachy childhood, and um, family problems, lots of health problems, and um, I was lucky to be introduced to spiritism at the age of 11, and everything changed in my life. Uh, Even, you know, the understanding that life goes on. So, even perhaps contemplating not living at such an early age, I also could understand uh, that life was uh, continuous. And I was very precautious, spiritually speaking, and I feel very blessed because of that. So every time I think about how it can impact each each one of us, and we think about life and the challenges we have without understanding those challenges, without uh, knowing why, perhaps with questions like why God has singled me out to leave all this kind of situation. I think, you know, uh, when we think about all the understanding that we have and receive in terms of Spiritism, it, it changes our, persp- our perspective completely. And so everyone, that's why perhaps I'm, I, I'm actually in a mission. I feel myself not as a missionary. I'm not talking that I'm a missionary, not at all. But I'm on a mission to actually share all this knowledge with you, everything that we have with you. And I was going to mention even the motto that we have here in this university, semper discern. That means always learning, which is something that we have to, to to look for ourselves. You know, We have to always learn. We have to always understand what is going on with us. Why is the purpose that we have here? And so far, at least in my experience, spiritism is the only one that could give me the answers and could help me cope with whatever life brings in my life, bringing in my way, in my life. And um, and, I, and that's why we, we actually tell people share this because we are living very, very difficult times now. We all talk a lot about the transition and we are in times of transition and according to Mr. Divaldo Pereira Franco, it means that more pain can be in our way. And so we need to be prepared and we need to know how to deal with that so spiritism actually does help us a lot and it above all what is amazing is that it being, brings such a fraternal emotion. So, everyone that is here today, everything that we have experienced today, it brings so much joy in our hearts. And everyone that we had the opportunity of embracing, it's like truly a family. So, through spiritism, you get a new family as well. And you understand the, 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 uni- the concept of universal family. Great, great.
0: How about you, a mystery guest? Um, <laughs> Not so much mystery right now, so um, tell us a little bit about your perspective on, on what is like some of the big takeaways for spiritism that can really change us.
4: In physics, there is a law called the uh, law of uh, thermodynamics is the second law that states that every system in the universe have a tendency to stay in the lowest consumption of energy. Lowest consumption of energy. When you apply that to human beings, we call that laziness. (laughs) So because we like to be lazy, we want to blame others for our pain. So I truly see in spiritism knowledge that we learn not to look on others for our pain, but to ask ourselves how we have created our pain. And then it gives us excellent coping skills to solve our own problems.
0: Hold on a second, hold on a second, Julia. You mean to say that it's not all you guys' problems out there that's messing things up for me?
4: Hold on a second. <laughs> like our friend Louis said, they are the battlefield.
2: <laughs> um, um,
0: so so that's all nice and, and great, right? So I think Spiritism does uh, do some things really well. And I think that one of those things are showing us the mortality of the Spirit because that's something that all religions or ethical codes talk about, right? That there is a life after life. They tell us about that. I think the really great thing is Spiritism shows us that through mediumship. I think that the greatest gift that Spiritism has given us is the gift of understanding mediumship. Because we know how the process takes place. Therefore, we know it's real. Okay? And we repeat that every single week generally in our groups, right? And with that certainty of, of life eternal, then changing our habits becomes the next step. right? Cause can't deny it if you're talking to the spirits, right? Um, So the question becomes, yeah, that adds value to our lives, but not all of us talk to the spirits, right? Not all of us want to and not all of us have to, right? But what are the things that we can do to change our lives with the spirit knowledge that we have?
2: Can I I take- If you can summarize
0: it in two words, just kidding.
2: No. (laughs) So, I'm gonna pick on something that um, uh, Susanna brought up this morning, right? That again, it can be overwhelming, right? As we are saying, you know, we know we know as as you gain consciousness of who we are, and that it's nobody else's fault but our own fault, it can be a little overwhelming. It's a lot to do, right? That uh, Susanna said that a lot of people come to Spiritism and then they leave once they realize. That it's not an easy path.
0: Or they leave because they come to a spiritist group, which is not spiritism, a spiritist movement, and they have a less than ideal experience. It could be. With a human
2: who. It could be.
0: You know, you the wrong but, way. But
2: it, I want to relay, relay an experience, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have been a second generation spiritist that formed a f- spiritist family, and I have four kids, two of whom are adults now who are still spiritists. And and one of them, my son, nineteen years old, as he became aware of what we believe and as he started to face life, he came to me and said, This is a little bit overwhelming. He said, you know, how am I supposed to live out there? It's there's you know, it's the world. It's not spiritism, it is the world. How do I deal with people? And then I'm like, gee, can anybody else answer that question? So Ask but an I, easier question, kid. Exactly. But Thank God, yeah. you know, I, I, um, I, I, you know, we, we all like to, to, to hack, right? There's a show called Hack My Life. So I'm like, how, how can I find a loophole, right? Something, you know, to give this kid an easier path. And funny enough, there's, there's a couple things uh, that you find, one in the Spirit's book and one in the gospel that actually came in very handy. Question 909 from the Spirit's book, when Kardec asks, is it in the individual's power to change his bad tendencies and the spirits say absolutely and it takes a lot less effort than what you think it does and, and they say what it lacks what you all lack is will how little of you how few of you actually make any serious effort that's the answer because mm-hmm. we don't think about this it takes sometimes Just a little bit of effort, serious effort. And so few of us do that. And then in uh, chapter 17 of um, the gospel, right? Be perfect, uh, item 10, it says, the man of the world. I don't know if anyone recalls that. That says, you don't have to live a transcendental life. You are men and and women of the world. So go and live as men and women of the world, right? Be you know practice the law of society because that's how we, we learn and live is by you know being in the battlefield as we learn and not you know. You saw
3: me looking at him. That's why it included women. Okay. <laughs> that's
2: right. I'm a side eye. That's, that's right. right. But 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 the thing is, but it says you know don't 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 stay away from the 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 frivolities of life, even the little pleasures. It says that you can read right. Um, but sanctify every moment that you live and remember that every moment is provided by God. So once we, we, we reconnect in that sense and we understand why we are living as men and women, it becomes a little easier, right? So that was my way of, uh, of showing my son that, you know, you can still be a normal person and you can live as a spiritist. I think it's yeah. working. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's a a great thing that Spiritism
0: does, right? Reminding us of our immortality, it starts to kind of broaden our scope a little bit so we don't think just about our lives here, but think about what they could be in the future as well, right? Um, But I want to go back a little bit to what Josada was saying about discernment, right? You're talking about learning and the motto from Keene University. Um, And I think that's something that Spiritism teaches us. Because it has to do, um, even the very nature, the origin of Spiritism, right? It was about fact-finding and making sense of things. When Kardec put the Spirits book together, he had to triangulate all these different meetings going on. And he asked a question here and a question there. And he brought it together and he had to figure out which one is true, which is not today, jive. So what we have in the Spirits book is a lot of different sources that came together. Much the same way we have it in the New Testament, actually, because we have four Gospels, right, in the New Testament. Most people who haven't read it think it's like one story, but it's actually four people telling the same story, and they don't agree with each other all the time, right? And then you, ha- you have to go in there, and you have to make sense of that. So you have to kick into higher thinking to try to find out what's, what works for you. And I think that's in the veins of Spiritism, because it, it won't not give us all the answers, it will make us think about it and say, how do I arrive at my answer, right? This DNA of inquiry, it's really tough. Maybe that's why people, often some people don't stick around because it's like you know, showing up one, for one hour a week and uh, getting some passes, not enough. Not enough for, for one to change oneself, right?
3: No, do know. I was just thinking when you mentioned that maybe it gives us all the answers, but we don't understand, because, mm-hmm. I mean, we've been doing that with the Bible for so long. We've been interpreting as we understand it, yep. it has to yep. be yep. Gray way, interpreted, uh, but uh, in one thing you are absolutely right, I uh, and, and I mean, that's why I admire. You know, Kardec and uh, Spiritism so much because everything is with you know is always inviting us to analyze things with reason, and so I, I think at the end when we finally I- embrace Spiritism is something that it's so embedded in us because you know we we, we use it our reason. Mm-hmm to think and, uh, about things, how it is presented and how they can be applied in my life and I have the opportunity of you know experiencing this and that's why I think it's what makes it so powerful in both sides. It's powerful in the way that yes, I do want to follow this. But no, I do not want to take the road that I have to take in order to follow that because it's hard. Like we were talking before about changes and more than just changes, because change can be sideways, it's evolve. So, you know, changing from red to yellow is easy, but, you know, to evolve, and it's what spiritism is constantly uh, inviting us to do. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: so the question then really becomes, right, all right, so we've got all this wonderful knowledge. What's next? All right, how do I bring spiritism to my daily life? So
1: Anyone? With music. With yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I think many people have come to the Spirit Center or to Spiritism through some great pain, right? And I was I went to the Spiritist classes for children. And then I had this experience that I, I, I learned how to play guitar. And I used to play guitar for my sister. She was, she was the teacher. And I was just in the background playing guitar in the beginning of the class and then in the end of the class. And one day, one of the uh, kids in the classroom asked me, why don't you ever say anything? And that's when I started studying. So that could be next week I was prepared to do a part of, this, of the lecture, right? And so I grew up with this, as in the youth group, we had very deep studies about, I don't know, anything, reincarnation, all the religions, mediumship, all the books from Kardec, all the books from Delois. It was a very active movement, a youth movement. Uh, I was part of the uh, Spiritist Retreat for years as a young person participant, and in my second year I started playing guitar there as well, uh, helping already. So. It's, it's like a enters in you, like your knowledge, you understand it, and then starts coming out of you. So when you are in Boston, it's super cold. You say, ooh, even my parish spirit is shivering, it's so cold. it becomes <laughs> part of you, right? So now everything is spiritual. You see a movie like Matrix and cannot help but see, wow, it's like the spiritual realm and the physical realm. It's everywhere. Every, everything you look at is spiritism, right? Your faith. It's not even a question, it's rationalized. You don't doubt that there isn't a God or that God isn't sovereignly just and good. It doesn't even cross your mind anymore. I remember-
0: No, lots of things don't cross my mind.
1: Yeah, like here. (laughs) You stole the joke. I'm gonna go back to the combo over.
0: Or I'm just going to, you know, like let, let my eyebrows grow.
3: Anymore, okay? yeah. <laughs> right. It's, 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 late, it's late
0: in the day, and we thought about changing the topic to, like, how do you take your coffee? Because that would be a lot easier, right? Um, so there was some lobbying backstage. Can we just change it? Uh, lots of things don't cross my mind anymore, and I, I don't even know if I have a mind sometimes. Okay. But getting to the, point, to the point, on a day-to-day basis, how does that help us?
1: Okay. Uh, let me try to think of an example today. Uh, so, I was in my hostess house, and I you have a host. Yeah, I, I, man, yeah. I'm Is in a hotel here. I don't know, it's just just with the kids in the back. So I stayed in her house, and it crossed my mind that Xavier, when he visits somebody, he always left the house better than when he came. I said, what can I do now? <laughs> so I, I cleaned up the mess that I made myself and then cleaned up something else that was there that, that, I, that I could see, that I could clean. I did that. And I said, okay. <laughs> so.
0: Hey, Naou, um, next year, symposium, <laughs> you want to come up with my place? <laughs> Anybody else taking requests from Naou? <laughs> Who's local? Um, yeah.
1: But it's the small thing. So if you think it's a, oh. It's something uh, uh, a mission or something very important. No, maybe it's small things, right? Yeah, yeah. As it said, we can go on another, yeah. so many things. Yeah.
0: So, so one of the things that's really hard sometimes is to understand the impact of Spiritism in your life because you don't know how it would not be, right? You're not thinking about things and saying, "How would I think about this without the knowledge that I have?" Right? But is there an insta- instance um, in your lives when you came when you came to realize that? Whoa, spiritism, like, you just had to uh, share it a little bit, right? I had one of those moments when my dad passed away a while back, a couple of years ago, when I wasn't as phased as I thought I was going to be. And then I thought, like, maybe I am in denial, right? Why am I not suffering more than I am suffering, right? Should I be suffering more? Am I a bad son because I am not crying over him, you know? So I, I went through this whole thing, and, and, like, should I feel guilty for not feeling guilty, right? It's like, that's a physical, Right? Um, and then I realized, oh, my goodness, and this has been ingrained in me, and I have such certainty that life goes on that, yes, I miss my dad, right? But I know he's not gone. And that's when I realized, oh, my goodness, how hard would it be to go through this experience if I didn't believe in what I believe? I would have been a lot harder, right? So did you guys have moments where you realize, oh, my goodness, I, I actually got out got a lucky hand here?
4: When Ligia was 36 months into the pregnancy, uh, most of you saw my baby Jonas today, he is four months old. Uh, uh, The baby was diagnosed with a kidney cancer, with a kidney um, tumor. And uh, we were told that it's a benign tumor. So we went to Pennsylvania and uh, we were told by the greatest surgeon of the uh, Children's Hospital in Pennsylvania that when baby Jonas uh, was born, he had to do a nephrectomy, which is the radical removal of the entire right kidney. But we were told that the kidney was, that the tumor was benign. So we shop around for different surgeons. Uh, and since it was benign, we tried alternative ways. And three other surgeons uh, through the imagery told us that the tumor was benign. So me and Legia, knowing this information, the spiritist knowledge, uh, we were sure that we're not victims, that we're no privileged individuals. And if Jonas had to die, uh, we knew that it was just his body dying, not the spirit, because Jonas does not belong to us. Jonas is temporarily with us, just like all of our, our other relatives in our lives. So uh, we scheduled the surgery because the tumor just kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, although none of the surgeons told us that the baby, there was any possibility for the baby to die, this was a simple nephrectomy, the removal of his right kidney, we were prepared in our mind for him to go back to the spiritual world. So we waited, and the surgery was supposed to be for an hour and a half, and uh, after three days we'll go home. Six hours and nothing of the surgeons. There was a senior surgeon, then there was the junior surgeon. And then after six hours, they came to the awaiting area, and they called me and Ligia, and they went on into this explanation that in reality the tumor was a malignant tumor, the rarest of the rarest, 300,000, one case in 300,000 around the world and he said that the tumor was so large that in the process of removing the tumor, by accident, they severed his aorta. That's the main blood supply in your body. And by coincidence, we don't call this coincidence, the vascular surgeon was waiting for his appointment on the next room, and the patient never showed up. So when Jonah's legs was not moving, he was losing all the blood, they called for help, and he was the vascular surgeon operating on a baby, which was unheard of. He was able to fix it, and we were called again, and the medical doctor told us that Jonas might not be able to walk. Uh, Jonas testines might never function again. Uh, and all of these other medical problems. And uh, me and Ligia, my wife, we heard this news very patiently, very confidently that what only happens to us, it's always for our best. And I think this, this is where this information is super powerful. When you have the certainty, the conviction, that no matter what happens to you, it's for your best. It might not avoid you from crying, but would definitely avoid despair. Yeah? So we didn't cry, we remained calm and uh, we waited for his legs to start function again. We're waiting for his intestines, we're waiting for his lungs because he's, he was intubated. We actually waited for the left kidney to start function again. And I thank a lot of you who are here because you prayed so much that I was almost intoxicated with the prayers. <laughs> and,
0: and hold on a second here, because we, are, we wanna recognize that baby Jonah's in the house.
4: Yeah. Everybody, yeah, so all the way, the way right back there. Yes. Come over here, Elijah. This is Baby Jonas. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's
0: okay. That's okay.
4: This is his official first lecture. So we were, instead of three days, we were at the hospital for 17 days. We slept, we ate at the hospital, we lived at the hospital. And the thing is that uh, the surgeon, very famous individual, world-renowned people come from all over the world to have surgery with this guy, he was struck, he wanted to give up medicine altogether. And whenever he came to the room, my wife hugged him all the time and he used to cry out of shame for the mistake. To the extent that he said, if his left kidney is not functioning, I will give my own kidney to him. That's what he said. And we went back for all these follow-ups. It's a very long story. We went back for all these follow-ups and uh, the junior surgeon was never able to go back and do another surgery again. So I told the senior surgeon, please, uh, I wanna have her number. I wanna call her and I wanna talk to her. And when I called her, it was a spiritist lecture. In a sense, please do not play this tape again. There are so many children for you to operate. With this, this was an accident from the physical point of view, but not from the spiritual point of view. We had to go through this, uh, we, we know about this, and please, all we want is for you to go back. And she was crying over the phone. She says, I need to meet with you guys. So this past Tuesday, we went to the hospital again, we met her, she took pictures with him, she cried, and she went back to operate on all the kids again and a final thought on this I I told my good friend Daniel please do not give me a mic it's very hard (laughs) to let it go keep going buddy keep going the final thought on this is that spiritism explains (laughs) spiritism explains that no matter what you think your pain is there's always someone with a greater pain that's another concept that's so strong to help us throughout our lives. So on the second night, the, his left kidney was not working, the right kidney was uh, removed, and uh, we had no sign here of vitality. My wife was there. There was nothing else to be done. So I went to work. And my line of work right now is hospice. I, I deal with people who are dying. So I go in to see my first patient and I see the son of the patient, and I ask him, you know, what's going on here? What's the, where are the rest of the family? And he says, well, my father died. And he says, how did your father die? Well, 12 years ago, my brother was coming back from his wedding, and inside that car was my father, my wife, my two children, two girls, and my brother. A bus ran through the red light, hit the car immediately killed my wife left uh, uh, my father in such bad shape and then my two kids lost their right kidney and the doctor just kept telling me be patient because the left kidney will work again so here I am looking at this man's face These are the voices of the highly evolved spirits speaking through this man. Although I'm convicted of this information, they're just reassuring me that I have to be patient, that his left kidney will work again. So no matter how great your pain is, there's always someone suffering uh, most than you. And if you look at them, it changes the way you look at your own pain. I'm sorry for taking the time.
0: No, thank you, thank you, yeah. And we're happy that baby John is here. So we've reached the end of our time. Um, And I think you've seen different things here today. You've heard about the topics and the content. Um, But I think that I wanna leave you with the final message that yes, spiritism is a method because it helps us to think for ourselves and helps us get our own information, yes. Spiritism is also content because we've been able to get wisdom from many enlightened spirits that come to us in many different ways, many different messages, many different books. But I also wanna open your eyes to the obvious that is right in front of us. Spiritism is also the people. One of the greatest things that Spiritism can do to us, and I can speak of that firsthand, is to introduce you to wonderful people that, may help you along the way. People who are willing and ready to do the same thing that you are, trying to be a little bit better today than the next day. So these events are great for content, but they're also great for people. So go out there, connect with people that you don't know. I've met these guys here because of spiritism. And I really enjoyed being with them for many, many years, except for one of them. (laughs) Over there, that makes jokes about my hair, or lack of, thereof. Um, but we've known each other for so long and we all met in the spiritist context. And today I feel very comfortable. You know, I would have come and stay at, at Julia's House for this event, right? So don't forget, that right beside you is the people who are trying to be in the same path that you are. Right? Make friends, spend time together. That's also one of the gifts of Spiritism. So, thank you for being here. We love to be with you in fellowship, and we hope to see you again next year. Yeah? One more time for our friends and for Jonah.